0: I am a woman. I am a woman. I am a woman. I am a single voice. I am a single voice. I am a single voice. And I and I and I, and I will be heard. You're listening to the Vital Voices Podcast. I'm Elise Nelson. Thanks for tuning in to the Vital Voices Podcast. On this episode, we're sharing a conversation between myself and actor, activist, and Vital Voices board member, Sally Field. This conversation took place at a live event celebrating the launch of her new book, In Pieces. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Let me let me tell you a little something. So I wrote to Sally. I said, "Oh, Sally, I'm wondering if you might be able to come to this event we're doing in San Francisco." And she said, "Well, I can't because I've just written a book and it's coming out then." And I was like, "Wait, what? You wrote a book and it's coming out? Wait, wait, wait. And this is a couple months right back." I know. Back. Right and I was "Wait a minute, Sally, we'd love to do a book event for you when you're in Washington." And she says, yes, that's perfect because then I can talk about Vital Voices and not myself. Which is, she just epitomizes what Vital Voices is all about. Uh, She truly is a fabulous board member and supporter and force. But what I love about her is she's always looking for those opportunities to use her voice and power and platform to give us voice. Yeah, so thank you. Thank you for that.
1: Well, for me, I just have to say that you I offered this. This is the kickoff for this book tour that I'm about to be launched into space. I mean, literally, and um, because this is all, I mean, though it took me seven years to write this, after that, it, it's it's happened so fast. I'm like, oh, wait, 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 maybe I changed my mind and I not really want to do this. Ah. And um, when I said to Elise, I can't, I can't, I'm... And she said we're going to give it book pair. I, I wrote back to her and said, "Oh my God, that makes me cry, because this is my," I said, "It's my sisters," you know. And I felt like, um, and she reached out to, and she was trying to connect to all the places all over. At least I'll, I'll meet, I'll be able to meet up with Rosie in Seattle, mm-hmm. um, and have another one because I feel like this is, you know, I this is the perfect way for me to feel uh, launched into space and and supported by. My vital voices um, sisters, and mm-hmm. so I cannot thank you enough for this mm-hmm. for this gathering, Donna and Matt. I, Matt, it's so much. It means so much to me. Uh, so thank you.
0: Well, I know you want to talk about vital voices, but of course, everyone here wants to know about <laughs> this book and this book. This is an incredible book. It's so beautifully written. I was stunned to hear you. You wrote every word oh, yeah. over seven years. You yeah. wrote every. I mean, it's just it's it's. It speaks so much, obviously, to who you are, but also the stories that you tell. It's it's so incredibly honest. And what I wonder is, why now? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a moment for women, Mm -hmm. certainly. Um, and you're telling this incredible woman's story, mm-hmm. your story. Mm-hmm. Why now? by this book? Well, I didn't know it would be now because I didn't
1: know if it would be ever because it, <laughs> it, it took so long. I, I well, How long have we got here? We got a long time. Can we light the barbecue and just. I <laughs> mean, we may be here a while. Um, m- My mother passed away on my 65th birthday Mm -hmm. um, and I will be 72 in November, so it's been a while. Um, uh, When she passed away, I, I thought I had done everything I should do. I had the conversations, the hard ones. We sat and talked and all of those urgencies that you felt had to be done before she was gone, but when she was gone, I felt deeply disquieted. And it wasn't just that I mourned her. I felt that there was something festering on me. And I didn't know what it was. I didn't know where it was. I didn't know how to fix it. And I didn't know how to make it go away. And serendipitously, a friend of mine who is the co-founder of the Omega Institute in upstate New York, and you must know, if you don't know it, you should, because it's, you would all really love it. Uh, It's an extraordinary place. And every year they would do this Women in Power Conference and bring in the most extraordinary women on Earth to speak about their lives and what they believed in and how they got there and their trials and tribulations. And one year, they brought in all the Nobel Prize winning women who were still alive and who could get out of their country. Uh, And you were supporting a lot of the ones that couldn't get out of the country. Vital Voices was getting in there like crazy, trying to uh, help women. then, this year, after my mother had passed away, Elizabeth called me and said, "Was I coming?" And I said, "Oh my gosh, yes, I'm coming. I'll be just so grateful to sit in the back and listen to all these wonderful women and just you know take trying to take it all in. She said, "Well, good, I'm glad you'll be there because I want you to give the keynote address and I said, "What I can't possibly give the keynote address. You can't ask me to do that i, I can't I can't give the keynote address. I have nothing to say and she said. Yes, you do, Sally. And it was bong. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I have something to say. And I think they thought I was going to write like a little 15-minute speech, you know, turn to your neighbor and say hello, introduce yourself, and you hope to have a great weekend, and blah, blah, blah. I didn't write that. I wrote a very long speech, like 45 minutes, maybe almost an hour long, and it was raw, and it was... Um, honest and it was hard to say and I was shaking all over and um, what I felt from the dark unseen world that has been before me my entire existence, this audience, what I felt from them to me, what I felt from me to them, I knew that I had to find this story and I had to find it for myself. But the only way that I could do it and do it and go to the places that I needed to go and had never gone, had never wanted to go, is in, is if I made myself learn a new craft. It was in the craft of acting and learning the craft of acting most of my life that forced me to go and find pieces of myself that I would not have found otherwise because I didn't want to know them, I didn't want to see them. And when I had was so compelled because the art of acting so, it it brought me life. Um, I would go find those pieces within myself and I would unite with them. And I knew that the only way I would tell this story for myself would be to put all the pieces out there and see if I could piece it together and recognize what it was trying to tell me, what I didn't know, what I didn't want to know. And it took me seven years to do it. Um, all by myself um, except I reached out to a literary agent in, in New York because I didn't want to be represented by anyone connected to Hollywood that thought they knew what I had to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I reached out to a wonderful literary agent named Molly Friedrich and I wrote her on her on her website, hello Miss Friedrich, my name is Sally Field, I have been in the business for quite some time you know, and she wrote back, well thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate this inquiry. I don't think we're a match." Uh, Oh, my God. So she said, I'd love to read your speech. So I sent her my speech that I had written. She said, when you're in New York next, I'd love to meet with you. So I met with Molly in her Midtown uh, office, it was wonderful, and she said, I hear a tiny voice there, not much, and when I talk to you I realize that you don't really know what it is that you're looking for. She says, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go home and write 50 or 80 pages, and then show me that. If I respond to that, I'll represent that and not you. And that absolutely rang true to me because it meant that the work would be worth her time and expertise, and she wouldn't be looking to sell a celebrity hoping that you know it would play into something that everybody already thought because it was going to be nothing. That anyone thought nothing zero zippity doodah dingus um, so i went home with a task woohoo okay i'm gonna do from page one okay she said not episodic page one do 50 or 80 pages so 50 pages turned into 100 pages turned into 150 pages turned into a year turned into two years turned into Two hundred pages. Molly touched down and would check in with me. She called it seasonally. Well, <laughs> okay. it's the end of fall. It's winter. How are you? Are you still out there? Are you writing? Have I, did you fall off the planet? What's going on? And I would say, I'm I'm here, Molly. I'm writing. I'm writing, um, and I'll, I'll let you know. And when I guess about three years ago, I sent her maybe mm, two hundred and fifty pages or something, and she she wrote back and she said. Um, these are very young pages. <laughs> she said, but I'm on your team. And I said, Molly, I will finish this. I will finish this for myself because I have to. She said, And I said to her, I said, I don't know that have the guts to publish it. And she mm-hmm. said, I will be the one here urging you to publish it. And last September, exactly a year ago, uh, she touched in. I said, Molly, I was just about to send you a finished manuscript. And she, I sent her, she said, send it. I sent her a finished manuscript. And uh, that was then, you know, 300 and some odd pages. And um, I thought she'd write back and say, this was a good try. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see what we can do to further it along. But she didn't. Uh, She called back. And I'm still gobsmacked uh, (laughs) by what she said, what she thought it had accomplished, and she said then this is the plan. Uh, So she said she gathered, she and her associates would gather together a list of the editors that she thought were right for the book and right for me um, at various houses. So during the next month of, of October, really during a very short period of time because I was always drawn out to go to work and go on stage, and so I'd have to put it aside and then come back. So I had a short period of time, and over that period of time, I'd, I met 11 editors, um, and then the book was sold uh, at, at the beginning of November of last year, and we I began to work with... Um, my editor, then Millicent Bennett from uh, Grand Central at Hachette, uh, in the beginning of this year. So it has been, yikes! And here it is. It's 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 kind of mind boggling that people are actually reading it when it used to be just my companion and my best friend and my confidant Mm -hmm. and wait a minute i want to like snatch it out of their hands and say
0: no 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 no." so how are you preparing yourself Mm -hmm. for what you're launching into because you are extremely honest and i feel like that takes so much confidence to be that vulnerable i
1: i just don't think I i i don't i'm not looking at it as confidence i think probably i have a from childhood, I, w- I was taught a, 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 just to survive a certain mechanism um, that I'm able to, which served me in, in my bus- the business I started in as a child when I was 17. Um, that I'm part of me absorbs what I need to absorb, mm. and then part of me holds the rest of it someplace else. Mm. It's not that, I, not that I'm detached from it. Not that I'm. I'm pretending it doesn't exist, because I'm not. I just, I'm not feeling it. I'm just, it's like, I'm holding it in another room for a while. You girls mm. wait in this room. I'll come back and talk to you later. Um, because there's that some really of it I can't, I can't
0: feel. Because yeah. it, it, it really does come across because you, you endured and you took it in, but then so many different situations throughout your life, yeah. but then kind of kept, but I'm moving ahead. I'm moving ahead anyway. Take on Norma yeah. Ray. You no, know, whatever yeah, it might just, have
1: been. Some things I just didn't have room to feel when they were happening, and certainly when I was a child, it was like that, because some survival mechanism knew that I I just couldn't feel everything that was going on. So, I felt only a tiny bit, and the rest of it waited for later,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it the rest of it you know through acting came out later big time.
0: <laughs>
1: That's good. So was, and the good thing is I was able to use all those various and sundry, complicated colors because I was an actor.
0: So how And I still am. God. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) Don't don't take it away. (laughs) So I'm gonna let you get back to the party here. But I want to ask you just one more question. You and I first met in Beijing, yes. China. Yes, we did. At the, the Women's Conference. My dad is here. You should tell him it was a good idea I went. <laughs> no, he knows, he knows. Um, but, I'll but say it was you know, a good way, idea. Way back then, it was a little worrisome that his you know, very young daughter yeah, was going. Yeah, because you were so young. I, but I want to ask you, why did you decide to go? And was was there an experience that you had? Because you've been involved in women's issues, obviously on the board of Ida Voices, almost but, twenty. Years, it was
1: but basically, just my time with Vital Voices. I, I mean, I, at that point, I was looking for something. Um, I was working for Save the Children, kind of um, a, a little bit. And uh, they had invited me to uh, first go to the villages in Nepal and see the work that they were doing with women and children. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, I was following then First Lady. Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. around uh, in all the birthing centers, and they would say, "Oh my God, the president's wife was just here." You know, <laughs> really, um, I was literally on her trail. It was like mm-hmm. I was, you know, we had her itinerary, which I did not. Um, and uh, and then I was going to go to the Beijing Women's Conference from Nepal, fly to 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 Beijing, but I thought when they asked me to do that, I thought, "Gosh, that sounds wonderful," but. Hmm. At that time my middle son Eli was 21 2021 and we had come out of a contentious adolescent time of uh, this boy that um, was um, my heart and my soul but this battling of who's got who's going to be the who's going to win this this thing of who's the who's the most powerful here in the house. And I had to be the one. I mean I'm the parent for goodness sakes. I had to be the one banging on the door and saying, What are you guys doing in there? you know? And what am I smelling in this house? That kind of knowing <laughs> uh, full well what I'm smelling in the house and thinking, okay, at least they're here in the house and everybody's safe but I still had to make those noises of you go out of this house right now and I'm gonna come and get you and uh, it was just a terrible time. I, I just hated it, um, and he was always sort of irritated at me, no matter what I did. It wasn't right, and now he was finishing his his um, last year, just out of college at Boulder, and and I thought I, I I so wanted him back as my friend and everything, and and he was a traveler. He he was a mountain climber. climber. He was he was an adventurer. So I said, called him and said, Hey, Eli. I've just been invited to go to the villages in Nepal and then to fly to Beijing and to go to the women's conference. the women's conference. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, um, I just thought. Now he's like the coolest guy that he was there. Oh, god. Yeah. He was like the only one. But he, 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 he sort of like um, And But he saw he heard the villages in Nepal. He heard that part. And he heard then fly to Beijing, heard that part. And he said, uh, yeah, sure, I think I would like to go. And I'm going, oh, ding, 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 okay, great. And I called I called him out, I'm on with you. I'm there, we're there, we're in villages in Nepal and in Beijing. So I went with my 21-year-old surfer son. He looks like that blonde and cute and... Um, you know, a mountaineer and a surfer and a skier. and I went with him to the villages in Nepal to watch um, what was going on with the women and children at the birthing centers, at um, at everything that, that, um, say, the children was doing to help empower women, and it changed him. I watched him, his mind be blown on a daily basis, and I watched him, you know, like, unravel with these groups of young women with an interpreter, and he sat around trying to hear their stories and to recognize that he had just come from this great education. You know, he'd come out of Boulder College, that he you know, he did great, but he'd sort of taken it for granted. And he heard these girls saying to him, you know, I've been able to graduate high school with the help of, of Save the Children. How can I go further? How can I get an education? And I watched him, you know, unravel with them and say... I don't know that you can. I don't know that it will be any different for you, but it will be different for your children because you have done this and uh then we went to beijing and we were out in the mud because we were the ngos and they sent us out and maybe a lot of you were here and it went there too and they would bus us out in this and it was everybody was so carsick by the time they got there and way far out because they didn't want to hear what we had to say they didn't want to see all these women in all their colors and glorious countries and protesting and then Combining and embracing. It was the most extraordinary event. And Eli, in the heart of it, you know, <laughs> hearing the talk outs of girls talking out of how they'd been raped and, you know, what it was really like for women all over the world and women who were, babies who were eradicated and eliminated. And it was um, extraordinary. And um, certainly it united the two of us like, um, like, I could never have asked for, um, you know, tromping through the mud, hearing all of this, having this experience. Right after that, I came back and I was, I was completely beside myself to try to figure out how I could participate to change this world, where at that time, what was it, the, the UN um, report had come out that 100 million, mm-hmm. 100 million females were missing off the planet. Statistically, a hundred million females, and the imbalance of that—if not felt that year—would be felt forever after. And it, this wasn't getting better. It wasn't a weird year. It was every year. It was getting worse. And serendipitously, again, I happened to go to lunch at, at a friend's house, and there was um, uh, Ambassador uh, Madam Al, um, um, Albright, um, Madam Ambassador Albright. And who else was there? Um, um, Milan. Milan. Milan was there. That's who was here. Two. I know she was going to. Milan come was right there. Right from the airport. The two of them were there and talked about this new, this brand new group that they were just putting together called Vital Voices. Mm-hmm. And, um, her. <laughs> she has Milan. and that's when I went up to Milan and, and said, please, I want to be part of it. And so I've been a part of it ever since when um, I I just did a a thing for um, PBS with um, Christian Ammpor, oh, and yeah. I was remembering that one of the very first mm-hmm. galas uh, in the tiny room yes. at the, in the tiniest room, Up it held like two hundred people couch. or something, and you were <laughs> yeah, so thrilled was it was better. like it was like filled. We had like two hundred people here. Yeah. And I, two hundred people care about women. In <laughs> room, <huh? laughs> and it was with and the co-host was mm-hmm. Christian Ammpor. Mm-hmm. I remember. So I'm sure that interview, you know, talked all about my voices. Yeah, in some ways, in some weird way, we actually did, oddly enough, but we didn't. We didn't actually mention it, or did I mention it? I find a way to mention it. You always you do. do. You always do.
0: <laughs> thank you so much, Sally. And I know her books are for sale. Politics and prose here is here. Yes, so. I'm on my way
1: there right now. As a matter of fact, my and pen in hand,
0: yes, hand. to sign them. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, you. Us thank
1: do you for this. this so much. So nice. so thank
0: thank you. you. Thank you. for listening to the Vital Voices podcast. To learn more about Vital Voices, visit vitalvoices.org, or you can follow us on Twitter at vitalvoices, on Instagram at vitalvoices, and like us on Facebook at facebook.com/vitalvoices. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.